0: What? Listen to this podcast right now! Hey, do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, god. television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcast-trophy! Oh hosted god. by me, yes. Dick! Yes. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's yes. your choice! Yes.
1: Yeah. This is a podcast-trophy. That sounds so awesome.
0: The following is a Journey to Comics Network production.
1: Guys, welcome back to episode three, I think, of Adulting Ain't Easy. As always, I'm joined by my fiance Liz. Who... Hello. Hi, Liz. I just got home from work after a day off because my parents were in town. We were doing some family things, and they were checking out the house. And my dad had all these ideas, and it just ever since we've got the house, which you really don't know about because we haven't talked about it yet, so I guess I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'll let Liz talk for a bit.
0: Yeah, so when was it that we looked... So we started looking at houses probably... So I I guess starting off, the whole thing we want to talk about is home ownership because it ain't easy. We're like, already figuring that out, even though we closed on our house only, what, two, a little less than two weeks ago?
1: Maybe two weeks... Uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah.
0: Yeah, and... We st- I mean, it's a quite a process. I mean, at first it's kind of fun, and then you get into the nitty-gritty, and it's like, it can be overwhelming at times.
1: I agree 100%. It's been stressful. I know the, because when we first looked at the house that we ended up closing on and buying, and there were now homeowners of, like when we first went through with our realtor, it was overwhelming, to say the least. It was just, there was mm-hmm. so much, it was just, because it wasn't, it wasn't a bad house. It was just very dated. Mm-hmm. And it was just hard to see past the wallpaper and the wood paneling and the yeah. kitchen and the bathrooms and all of that stuff. Like, the brown toilet.
0: Mm-hmm. Liz's we'll, favorite yeah. thing to talk about. And we'll get to that. I mean, I guess, we, let's talk about how we started. When we started the process. Like, how, I guess, because like, there's got to be a beginning to everything. So right. we kind of, I guess, ever since, maybe, I think ever since we got engaged, which is about... Almost a year ago, mm-hmm. we were looking at houses, I mean, just internet looking at houses, because we had no idea, you know, what kind of things we could afford, and, you know, what things we really wanted in a house, what things we could do without, and things like that. Right. So it was kind of a process.
1: So we each had things we wanted, like, I know originally we wanted a fenced-in backyard for our dog, Max. Because we just wanted him to be able to... I like how he looked up as soon as he heard his name. Just so he could let him outside, he can do his business. Because one thing that's kind of sucks about being in an apartment is that... Every time he needs to go out, I have to go out with him on a leash. And we go for a walk and I take him to do his business. And kind of having the ability just to let him out in the backyard is would be a nice treat. And we also want to look at maybe like an attached garage. Because there's one thing that's not fun It's like parking your car have to go out in the rain or in the elements to get into the house. So we're looking for those two things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, the so we kind of thought about that for a while in the fall and in the winter as we were doing all of this wedding playing stuff, which we kind of talked about earlier in the show.
0: Yeah. So it's not just like, it's very hard. I mean, I guess for me, it's very hard to be spur of the moment when it comes to different, um, like big processes. So yeah, we've, it took us a while probably a couple of months before we actually decided to like go actually look at houses. But even before we looked at houses, we even, we had to figure out what we could afford. So we even before that, we had to talk to a lender, like a mortgage lender mm-hmm. and talked about like what kind of thing, what it would look like if we bought a, I don't know, like a certain amount on a house and what would our monthly payment be and things like that. And um, that was very weird. I think a
1: kid was just screaming down the hallway. Okay,
0: I thought it was Daisy, and I was very worried. No, I think
1: there was a na- one of the neighbor <laughs> kids in my building is just having a... That's the a...
0: nice thing about a house, our neighborhood's so quiet. But so, anyway...
1: Yeah, so we started in... I think we started in... Like, we met with the lender, and we talked just to get an idea of what to even start looking for. To get, like, based on our income and our, like, all that stuff, what, what we could handle... Like, in terms of down payment and monthly yeah. costs and all that.
0: Cause I, and what was nice is that our mortgage lender is actually a family friend of mine. Um, he, his son and my brother did a lot of sports together. So as a result, our families were very close. So it was nice that he could be realistic with us and he wasn't really trying to sell us too much on like going higher than we wanted to in terms of like, um, like monthly payments and down payments. Yeah. So he was very helpful at that because I feel like sometimes you can get pressured into things that you can't afford. And then when you actually get them, it's very scary <laughs> and very expensive. And you have to change, you know, the way that you um, have your life set out. I mean, that was the one thing that we wanted. We want to make sure that we could buy a house, but also not really have to change like our lifestyle. Like, Right, having to live off of ramen and, right? you know, like, boxed meals. We want to be able to still afford our groceries, still afford our bills while living right. in the house.
1: Exactly. And, that, and there was one thing, like... And then, so we kind of got that. So, like, you could look in this price range and then... Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a good thing to have a price range in mind because then it just makes it... You don't want to be looking at a house that you can't afford and then get upset right. when you find out the price because I feel like that was something also that I was, like, I didn't, my mom was kind of a big part of the process, and I was really worried about going too high over budget, because I knew there was a lot of good houses out there that was just a little bit over our budget, but we couldn't, like, in my mind, I couldn't see myself right going and going ahead with it, because I was worried that it would be too, it'd be too much of a financial strain, strain for us, especially since... You know, I'm a teacher. I don't make very much, and Andrew is student loan, so we want to be sure that we can still live our life without right. worrying about money too yeah. much.
1: Exactly. We wanted to, yeah. We wanted to not look like because their price range is always like you can get there's like a anywhere between like fifty and a hundred thousand dollars in a range that you could go around, and you don't want to never really want to go near the top of your range because even though you they like they claim you can afford it, you don't want to be that strapped. So you. Luckily, we found something that was really close, like really down in our price range so mm-hmm. we could manage it and move forward with that. So we spent...
0: Well, I mean, I guess we could talk about the different... Because it wasn't... Honestly, it was not the first house that we saw that we really liked. Because um, we had start So we'd started in what beginning March? of beginning of
1: March I think was when we and, started. I
0: mean we went out how many different times like I would say like, at least 3
1: went 3 weekends probably saw seen like saw what six houses at a time so we saw probably upwards of 20 25 mm-hmm. houses maybe.
0: Yeah and there was actually one house that was relatively close to the apartment right now where Andrew is that we really liked and there wasn't a whole lot that um there was needed any work that needed to be done on it but at that point, it was literally like our second house that we saw in total, you know, like all together. And we were the, the front of the, house? Yeah, no, not that one, um, the Clearbrook house. Oh yes. Um, and it was like perfect. It checked a lot of our boxes, but at that time we weren't ready to put in an offer. We had no idea. Yeah, we, and then it was like the second we wanted to see it maybe a second time. And by the time we did that, or by the time our real estate agent got back to us, um. It was already contingent, so someone had already put in a bid, and it was kind of off the table. So it was kind of upsetting at first, but, I mean, we had a couple of those moments where we were like, oh, we really like this house, but then by the time we actually jumped the gun, um, you know, it didn't work out, and it was probably for the better, because the house that we have now was not anything that we thought, you know, we could deal with or handle.
1: Like, I think, at least, I can't really speak for Liz it, but I know some at least that, I wanted something, initially, like, looking at house, I wanted something that was relatively turning I wanted stuff like, you paint, you change carpeting, you change fixtures, and stuff like that. Like, that was the extent I was really looking for, at least initially.
0: Yeah, and, but the, the thing that we kept running into was that the houses in our price range were small, and it was like, we kind of had to ask ourselves how long, how long do we really want to stay in the house that we buy, and also... Like do we want to make this an investment or not? so we kind of decided that we would want to make kind of an investment because by the time we want to move we want we want to make a little money on so we could roll into house, a so larger
1: could, house or a nicer yeah. house or because like there was houses that were beautiful that were like 200 more square feet than my apartment, which is small like yeah
0: and if we want to start a family in the next couple of years, we would have to move and that's just another stress that we'd have to put on ourselves in a couple of years and do. And we had to really weigh, you know, is it worth it? And to us, I mean, after seeing this house, it wasn't really worth it to keep looking at these small houses. Because
1: that was one thing that, like, Liz's parents, like, stressed with us. is like, you don't want to... Because a lot of people that are selling these houses are people that are our age who or are, like, four are a few years ahead of us in terms of life. They got married, had a kid or two, and now don't fit in the house anymore, so they're looking to, up, to like, move up. So we so you could we could see if anything outside like this we're seeing a few years into our future and knowing that like 5 years from now we're in the same boat selling a house and breaking even and then trying to get a new house out yeah, of it yeah
0: and that was the thing too we were seeing these houses that were very small but they were nicely decorated and there wasn't a lot of work that needed to be done but and it was just like it stunk cuz you couldn't do really much different to 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 up the value of the house right but then, it was, like, in April that we saw our house right now. Yeah, I think
1: it was, yeah. Beginning of, It was, like, right around... Because, like the house that we were about ready to pull the trigger on, that was, like, the last... That was, like, the last thing. And, like, it was a... It was a great house that had, like, a basement that needed a minor work to finish it. it. It had kind of what we wanted. It was still small, but you could get a lot more living space out of the basement, had a nice backyard and garage and all that stuff. But the same, like, we were going to have, uh, like, my parents are coming into town. I was like, oh, we'll have them all check it out. They'll sign off on it. We'll put an offer in. We'll hopefully get it and then move on. And it was and it was a pretty good price for it. And then basically, like, the morning that we were going to look at it or the night we were going to look at it, it yeah, they pulled it right out in front of us. So, but that really, it, we had to get a little bit of rejection to kind of set us up for a house that on initial glance, was probably why it's been sitting for a while, it, it just didn't have the appeal that, and we had to kind of see beyond just the what it looked like on the outside and see the bones and the potential on the inside.
0: Yeah, and that's like, and that's why it's nice to have someone that has more of a design eye go with you, because I think having my mom come and like help us through it was a big, you know, was a big thing because for us, I don't think we're very much like interior design minded, so we walked into this house with a ton of wallpaper and 1970s appliances and
1: wood paneling
0: wood paneling and a kind of a shoddy roof. And we were like, what the heck are we doing? Like, this is crazy. Like, this is so much work. But my mom was like, you know, she was kind of giving us a lot of suggestions along the way. And like, you know, and our real estate agent was very fairly confident that we could get it to a price range where we could do some of those improvements and not worry about the financial strain of a mortgage plus you know redoing certain things right and then we kind of it was a lot of thinking we had to do before we actually decided like yeah we need to put an offer in on this place and
1: right because I you know i was i was pretty apprehensive originally because i i think after we looked at it it's like i think we had to agree like we had to kind of reassure each other through this process we tried our mm-hmm. like our not our, necessarily our buyer's remorse but like Do we really want to do this? There's a lot that needs to be done. I remember your parents, like, saying, like, they'll help us out in terms of, like, getting work done and all of that. And then my dad looked at all and said, like, there's great potential here. I can see fixing this, 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 and this. And, like, they're able to see... They've been since they... a lot Like, both our parents have been through all this before. They've seen... They can see on the outside and know kind of what's on the inside in terms of, like, well, you can move this wall or you could easily increase the value by just painting these rooms or fixing this or changing this color or Mm -hmm. all this or just fixing up the yard. The yard was a whole other story.
0: Yeah and so I mean through a lot of kind of days and nights where we were kind of like looking at pros and cons we did end up putting in a bid and that was I don't know if that was more I think that was probably more stressful than anything else even the closing because we kept it was kind of like there wasn't really a buyer's war but the problem was that they, it was just like going back and forth with offers.
1: Right, because we were dealing with someone, it wasn't the the owners of the house, well, it kind of was. It was in a mm-hmm. trust because the original owners, like one had passed, the other one was older and is now like in a nursing home and no longer handling this process. all that stuff up there is is kind of in a trust that one of their children was kind of responsible for. So they were trying to get the most money out of the house to roll it into paying for life expenses of the remaining members and kind of give it the rest of it to the children kind of thing so they're trying to get the most and they've been sitting their price has gone down gradually since it went on the market last year so we were kind of unsure like because we we trusted our real estate agent to like go in with a pretty low ball offer given what the starting was like and like i was worried that we're going to put this offer and they're just going to be like nope we're out of this no it's too low yeah.
0: and but we were really lucky that they even though it was stressful they still worked with us and they were never like nope we're not taking it like your offer isn't even valid like we don't even want to sell it to you which was nice cuz i feel like sometimes that's what happens is that someone gets a too like low ball of an offer and then all of a sudden they're like nope we have someone. We could probably get someone better. So, see you later, alligator. And I think that's that's like the heartbreaking part. I would think, if you were in that situation. So, yeah, I think it
1: was like a th- three or four days. Like I think we put in our initial bid on like a Tuesday, yeah. and then I think we I think we finally signed the contract at the agreed upon price between both parties like Friday.
0: Yeah, which is quick. And it was I feel like
1: and it was stressful. Like they said, it, the first you can get in between like. 24 hours and, like, 72 hours, you'll get a response back. And every time you go back with, like, oh, they dropped a little bit, so we come up a little bit, and then we gotta wait, and then they drop a little bit, we come up, it's just this little... It's like a little game. Right.
0: And then you just figure out who's gonna, kinda, who's gonna break first. And we got really lucky. We got it for a good price. It was under our budget of Mm -hmm. what we, you know, what we wanted to borrow from the mortgage company. And I think, I mean, that part was pretty easy, and then... Then we had to kind of go into, once we signed all the papers, we had to kind of go into a um, a rush mode because I guess when you buy a house and it's going to be your primary living, or I think any house, just buying when you're buying a property, you have to within five business days you have to get a home inspector out there. Home ex- so yeah. poor Andrew is like calling home inspectors. And that was another decision we had to make, was like, okay, what... Because no matter what, even if we, like, if you, there's a big glaring problem in the home, you know, like the home inspection, that's like when you make the big choice of if you're going to move forward, or if it's, you just spent 400 and some dollars on a home inspection just to know that you weren't going to buy
1: the house anyway. Right, and that's one thing, it's like, the house wasn't, like, it's not like one person who was, like, selling, it, it was an as-is, so like, the only result of the inspector is like, do you want to continue? Because they're not going to, you can't be like, well, this, there's a crack in the, there's a issue with the roof, or there's this spot in the grass, or this siding is, as an issue. Like, in some areas, like where the house is fixed up, and there's a, it's not an as situation, you can be like, hey, if you fix this, I'll pay your price, or you'll drop the price, and I'll.
0: Right, because I know that there's some people, like, there's some, like, small things that are missing, like, I know that there's like, I, there was one lady that I worked with that, like, she was buying a house and they didn't have a cover on there. Um, I don't remember if it was their sump pump or sewer that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, she that was her contingency. Like, after the home inspection, like, they were missing certain small things. And she's like, if you put those things in, then we're good. We can move forward. But when you buy an as-is, you can't really do that. You just have to. But luckily, the one thing that we were lucky about was that They saw some, like, there was something worrisome about, like, some cracks that they found in the basement, and so they were very nice, and, like, they allowed us to actually have someone come out and bid what it would cost to fix those cracks before we kind of made our decision. Because
1: it was one of those things, like, if the, if we got back a price and it was like, oh, it's gonna be
0: $10,000, we were like,
1: that's not, because we already knew, because like, some of stuff we didn't even know, like, initially, like, no one knows there was an issue with the roof that's... Still been pretty good, and I know we've been dealing with roofing uh, estimates since we've closed, but there were things like, we already knew that going in, and we knew there was some sign that needed to be fixed up, but like, uh-huh. yeah, if this was like, if the cracks were like, if you don't do this now, you're going to have a problem, and it's going to cost 10,000 fixed, we're like, well, this is, no, we can't do this right now, mm-hmm. so, but like, it was minor cost compared to everything else we've been doing, so it was like, okay, I don't see a reason not to proceed, everything else is more cosmetic, or a quick thing that any of our, like, either our parents or with some guidance through YouTube or something that we could do ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of it was, like... I know I sent the whole inspection report I got to my dad. I was like, does anything here seem a reason to get out? Like, is it anything either cost prohibitive or a major concern, like, something that we should get out now? And he was... Like, he came back to me, like, the couple hours later, he was like, I don't see any reason not to canoe. This is a good size. You're gonna get for a good price. I can help you with a lot of this stuff. So, I know... Because, like, it was, like, a 30-page report, and I was just like, oh, my God, there's all these things. But, like, home inspectors will look at the weirdest things and be like, like, oh, this outlet is, the cover on the outlet's weird. Or they're like, they'll point out little things that, like, don't really matter. like
0: Yeah, but I guess um, since meeting one of our neighbors that is actually a former home inspector, I guess certain home inspectors will look at certain things and make it... Kind of, they kind of focus in more on like an area, and like if there's something wrong with that area, they kind of—I don't want to say like blow it out of proportion—but they kind of highlight it more than other areas that might need more attention. I right. would say.
1: I, I agree with that. I think that was something like
0: because I feel like with our home inspection, I think the two major things that they kind of pointed out were that the the cracks in the basement and then um, the roof, but then. Kind of, I guess, hindsight, really, the roof issues were more kind of, I don't know if they were more severe than we thought, but, like, it's just, like, so certain people, I think it's just certain people have certain opinions about, like, what things are, you know, important to kind of lay out and what you know, what can be left to the wayside. But right. all in all, the guy that we had come out for the home inspection wasn't too bad. Yeah,
1: it was we, actually
0: he was very thorough and there were actually two people that came out to see it
1: so And that's what we found out like that listings can always have a little bit of lies in there. So we learned it was like and the listing said like the furnace and the A C were like within five years. I was like, Oh, that's great. We know that we got So we know fifteen years or more out of those and then we come to look they get inspected and they're twelve years old. So you're like, oh, that's not this great
0: Hmm. And for different people, that may be something that they would break that, you know, offer with because if it's something that, you know, if if that's a big deal breaker that you don't want to be replacing those things anytime soon, then, you know, then that's something you would walk away from and start with a different place. But like for us, it was like they told us, you know, they were well maintained and things like that. So it kind of made us feel better that... Oh, we don't have to replace it right away, but, you know, but it's something to keep an eye on as we, you know, as things keep moving forward.
1: Right. That was one thing they could see, like, it wouldn't take much longer for us to get what we needed out of it. Um, I know one thing that I was worried about was the radon, which we had to get it special because I know Liz's parents were like, you gotta make sure you get the radon checked because it can be a big expense getting the radon mitigation. And we got it tested, I was worried, like, oh, this might be it too, and then ours was like, barely registering, like, we had next to no radon to worry about considering we have a partial basement, so it's a partial unfinished, so it's like a third of the house is a basement, the other two thirds is a crawl space, and it's all open, and I know like, we got the results back, and next up, and then I found out later, after I was working on the house a little bit, that um, the guy who's the home inspector said, like, all the houses in the neighborhood have failed their radon tests. so we're just one of the lucky ones that we're either in the right spot or the house was built the right way that radon was not an issue for us. We don't have to worry about mitigating that at all. So that was a nice bit of news. Yeah,
0: definitely. And then the hardest part I think during the whole process was just the waiting, because I mean it was like at first it was really quick. Like okay, you got your you got the um, the offer. You signed all the papers. Then you did the home inspection. But then it was, like, there was kind of a lull, and then there would be little things that we'd have to do, but...
1: Like, it was just getting paperwork the like, mortgage stuff, and all this little, like, stuff that we had to send over and compile Mm -hmm. and sign a couple random documents here and there. And then it was just six weeks till
0: Yeah, it was, like, basically, once we were done getting our loan approval and stuff, they were like, "All right, see you June 7th. (laughs) And we were like, oh. So it was kind of like a night's, like, lull before kind of the stress of like the walkthrough and things like that
1: i don't know one thing that i think liz will enjoy talking about this is one thing that like when we saw in the house they were like this better be gone by the walkthrough was these they these uh the people who had the house before us were very outdoorsy and they had a lot of bird feeders and bird baths and bird houses they just liked having nature really close to the house i think they just liked looking out the window and seeing it and liz was just ready
0: well, yeah, it was just excessive, in my opinion, and then they also had these, like, um, stone and plaster geese, which just was, like, screamed old people, and I was like, I don't want these, and so, and I was pretty hopeful, because we had, we had been creepy and driven by the house a few times, and there were things, you know, getting put out, you know, for trash, and we saw that they were, like, people were there that were cleaning stuff out, and mowing and, and all, it's so, like, it's just nothing was going
1: unmaintained,
0: Right, so we were kind of hopeful of it, and then we go through the walkthrough, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the geese are still here, and the birdhouses, I'm like, this is crazy. And, like, we were trying to think of, like, how are we going to get rid of these things, because it's like, you can't just throw a, a stone geese
1: in your dumpster into in your garbage. a
0: garbage, like, that. you can't do that, they won't let you. And it's like, you can't, like, it'd just be a lot of extra work, because we already were going to have to do a ton of work anyway, so it was just like... It was just kind of like a common courtesy thing because I felt that those were like personal property and we don't really, we didn't want personal property for them. So it should have been removed just like anything else, like a couch or a, or a china cabinet. Like that stuff needs to get moved. Whether, you know, it's a personal belonging. I think that's a personal belonging. Just because right. it's not nailed to the floor doesn't mean that you get to
1: leave it there. Right. I think with all that trouble to remove a pool table from the basement, they could easily have thrown a couple of geese in a dumpster and they're throwing all this other stuff out.
0: Mm-hmm. So we did end up, actually, on the day... Or, like, we ended up, like, asking a real estate agent what to do, and she said, you know, don't get your hopes up, but we can try it. And so it was just a call to our lawyer, and the, call, the lawyer called... Their lawyer and their real estate agent, and so it ended up working out that they took all of the, all the things away. So it made our right. life easier once we were, the actual owners of the house because then we could start, you know, we could start figuring out what we needed to do.
1: Yeah, and one thing we didn't even know, like walking to the house, we didn't even know if that work had been done. Like they said, like at like ten a.m. Oh, they're gonna or, said like, uh, he's he might do it or something. Like that. Cause like there was still a car in the garage, tw- like less than. 12 me. hours before, our, not 12 mm-hmm. hours, but there was, like, within a day of closing, there was still, like, a trailer. I was like, well, if the, it's still there when we close tomorrow, that's just our car now. Like, that's just mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Like, garages closed, that's ours. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. And then, like, at the closing, I was like, yeah, they got all the stuff removed. Like, I don't know how he did it, if he threw it all in the back of a pickup truck and just hauled it off somewhere. But, like, it was all gone. The big stone table in the back, all the birdhouses, the fake geese, the stuff on the house, like, the, like, the little big bird that's on like the front of a garage it was just it was all gone i was very impressed like how Mm -hmm. quick he got that turned around
0: yeah i think it was just i i don't know if it was like that he was worried that we would walk out of the closing and be like we don't want to close until this happens or what because i mean i didn't want to be unreasonable but i also wanted the owner the former owner or the trustee to show a little bit of like common courtesy right So, because I mean, in my, I mean, I explained it to the lawyer. I was like, if I'm moving and I'm selling my house, I would make sure all of that stuff was gone. So I would hope that someone else would do that for me. So.
1: Right. Like if, because like I'm in an apartment, like if I move out and I leave anything behind or if I don't fix something or all that, I get charged for that. Like that's something that'll be taken out of like my last check or I'll get a bill for it. So it's like, you gotta leave it as clean as you can. Like it's, I mean, yeah, it's not going to like peel walk before us, but like. If there's a random... Like, he's not going to leave, like, a table in the room. Like, we even wanted some furniture, and it was a whole other deal that we don't really need to go into. But it was just... Yeah, it was just common curiosity. If it took two seconds, he was already hauling stuff away. It seemed like it would be a minimal thing. But Mm -hmm. he did it, and then we were able to, like... I think a few hours after we had closed, we were already ripping out weeds and getting deep into that.
0: Yeah, because it was nice that the lawn was maintained, but the problem was that they had a lot of big planting beds and... You know, we, I mean, we're young, yes, but do we, at this point in time in the summer, do we really have, we had to kind of ask ourselves, do we really have the time to actually work this big planting bed and make it look pretty? Because at the point when we were looking at it, it did not look, it probably was beautiful at one point, but it was like, we can't make it. Like this, there's just too much stuff that's overgrown and too many weeds and we just have to fix it and be done with it and so far we've done a pretty good job i mean as of right now we have um we took the front of the house is pretty much done i mean there's only a few things that we still need to do in the front but it looks like a completely different house right now like we've been in the front at least like
1: one thing we've been we've been doing or liz has been doing since like the day we closed is she's taking pictures of everything so we have like a Day one to day whatever, how the house is progressing in terms, like, the whole front of the house now, if you drive by, it looks entirely different in the two weeks it's been since we've closed. There was a big tree in the front that's gone now. There was lots of big overgrowth in the front that's gone now. They're sod down. It's just, it's a entirely different look to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then over the next few weeks, it's going to get a lot different. There's a lot in the back that's unseen. There's some yard range that we're resolving. There's a lot of stuff inside out that so they've been working on. The wallpaper's all essentially gone now.
0: Well, not really. There's still the major wallpaper is definitely gone because there were only a few rooms that had floor to ceiling um, that had the floor the floor to ceiling wallpaper. Yes. So, that that was like one of my first things. I'm like if I'm going to be working inside, I've got to get this wallpaper out of here cuz I was not about to sit and live with yellow wallpaper or ships and anchor wallpaper, you know.
1: It's definitely a very much an old person's house. Like, there was the wallpaper in the bathroom, the little figure boy and girl border that's throughout the house, and the fact that, like, all that... There's no overhead lighting because at a certain time, everyone likes floor lamps, so, like, there's just nothing on the ceiling, which will be resolved in, like, two weeks, I'm very excited for that.
0: Yeah, because if you go to the house right now, it has to be, like... I went to the house one day, and it was, like, rainy, so it wasn't very light outside. It was hard to see stuff. Like, I had to go to, like, there are only a few, like, places in the house where there are overhead lights, and I had to turn them on, and it was still hard to see what I was doing, but once we get some can lights in there, it'll be really nice, and we'll be able to see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, my parents came up this past weekend to check out the house, and my dad's gonna do some work, so he was gonna see, kind of, get an idea of what to do and what tools to bring up, because... I've lived in an apartment since I've lived on my own, so I have needed a very small toolkit, and now I have a house, and I need, like, power tools and saws and this, that, and the other, and stuff that I just don't have that I have to need to, like, raid a Home Depot or a Menards to get all the stuff I need. And my dad's like, well, I'm just going to bring a- my truck full of tools and stairs and all this stuff that you think you'll need. And so it was interesting. But I've, I that was like, while they were there, because they decided to stay there because they didn't want to crowd out my one-bedroom apartment, which I grateful for but it was very interesting because there's no internet no cable no really not a lot of lights i had to bring a lamp and an air mattress and put it in one of the bedrooms for my parents to sleep on so it was definitely a bit different but the first time i was at the house after dark and there's really like some of the rooms are just when there's dark outside there's no light in that room so like to see how to be on the back patio you need to turn the light on in the dining room that's on the other side of the house to get some kind of light so it was it was an experience, but it's it's coming around. I feel like by the end of the summer we're going to be looking at a very different house and then by this time next year it'll be even more different.
0: Mhm. So, what would you say were like the top like five things someone would need to do in order to have more of a stress-free like house home buying experience? What do you think?
1: Um, I think it's good to get a second opinion because there's things that that that'd probably be my number one is because I know if we had this process without our parents' involvement at all, we would not be in this house, and we'd be very much stressed out. Because Mm -hmm. as young people, like, we haven't seen a lot of houses. We don't know what's behind the walls. We don't know that, oh, you can do this, that, and the other to the house. Like, we would have looked at it face value, seen the wallpaper, seen the tiles, seen the appliances. was like, all right, this isn't worth it, we're out. Even with our realtors being like, oh, there's more you can do here. Like, we would have gone to a house that was probably much smaller that was done that we could move into the next day but regret the decision like that was probably the number one is getting other people involved that actually have experience with this stuff
0: Mm -hmm. i think another one would be just to get yourself pre-approved right away because um as we found out when we started looking at places a lot of people won't even accept your offer unless you're pre-approved so and also that also helps you know what you can afford and like you know, And it gives you a budget, because right. if you don't know how much you can afford, then it's like you could go crazy and then end up liking a house that's way overpriced, and then kind of being upset because you can't afford it, and just like, and then it just ruins it for looking for a house, and you're trying to compare it to something that you can't afford.
1: Right. I think another, because like, it's even different than like, because being pre-qualified is a whole other thing, because like, that's just like, oh, this is, this is how much you make, this is what your expenses are. This is basically what you can afford. And you're like and that gives you like a big number. Like you really don't know what your number is till you get pre approved. So you'd be like, Oh, you can afford a house that's a hundred thousand dollars more than you want to spend. And you're like, Oh, that's awesome. That's this money house. But you're like, no, you really should not look at the top of that price range. So Yeah. I think I think the third thing Oh, what I just had it. <laughs> Do you have a third thing while you're
0: Um, I would say don't don't let people push you around when it comes to, like, making deals and stuff because that was something that um, I know that we were kind of worried about because we were young and I didn't want to be pushed around because it was my first house. Like, I had talked to my parents a lot and I don't, you know, like, there were certain things that I was almost willing to let go and my parents were at, like, absolutely not. You shouldn't do that. Like, don't don't be naive. Like, if there's something that is bothering you, about the house, like, say something to your realtor, say something to your lawyer, so that they know, and they can bring right. it to the attention of the owners and the other real estate agent, and then you can work it out from there.
1: Right, because one thing Liz and I both are, which is probably not the best thing, is we're both very, um... Indecisive? Not indecisive, we're very, we don't want to start, we don't want to cause problems, we're very, like...
0: Non-confrontational.
1: Non-con- that's the word, non-confrontational. So, like, we were, like, after we left the walkthrough, like, well, they left all this stuff here, like... What to do, like... So, like, we called, like, well, it's not a huge deal. Like, we can always get a dumpster and take it off. It's not the end of the world. And they're like, no, you need to put your foot down about this. And I, like... I don't like being, like... I don't want to call people up and just, like...
0: Like, we didn't want to seem like the bullies, but it was, like... Right,
1: and we don't want to be, like, these, like...
0: These bratty kids. Yeah,
1: that was kind of how I didn't want to feel, like... Because I've been in situations where I have to deal with that on the other side of things. And it's just... It's not fun. But you can't just let yourself... You can't be... Roll, like you can't just roll over on your back and be submissive about it and let someone just mm-hmm. roll right over you.
0: Yeah, if it's really bothering you, just say something because it could be worked out. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then it's probably not the right house for you. That was kind of the thing that I kept telling myself as we went through the process. Like, if it's not, if they're not going to do what I want, then it's right. not worth it.
1: Right. And don't, I think another fourth thing is don't settle. Like, don't. Like you want to be committed hundred percent to what you're doing. Don't just do it just because you feel like it's something you should do. Like, the house could have like seventy percent of what you want, but if you like, oh, it's c- good enough, you're not going to see the other thirty percent that you could get if you looked another week or what. Like,
0: yeah, you're always. I feel like if you're not committed, you're going to see all the flaws all the time, and it then it just like it just ruins the whole experience for you because you're not happy in where you are
1: and i think and at the same time this is really this kind of a side point is that don't look at everything like don't look at all of the things you have to do try and focus on like don't see oh i have to do all of this look at it i have to do this little bit here this little bit like don't look at it as one giant project look at it like i don't have to do all of this today i can do this right now i can do this in a month i can do this next year like it doesn't have to be your dream house the day after you move in.
0: Exactly. I think that's a good ending point, though. Just don't expect to get your dream house, especially for your first time buying it, because I think that was kind of my fantasy as I was, like, younger, and even before all this. I was like, oh, I'm going to have this huge mansion, blah, blah, blah. And then you see the prices of this house, and you have to get realistic. And, yeah, it kind of stinks, but if you don't see the potential, then you're not going to be happy.
1: Right. I think it's more important to... It's a house that you can see yourself in for years to come. You can mm-hmm. see yourself growing in that house. You can see being with your significant other and being with your pets and making the house what you want it to be. You don't want to move into someone else's ideal house. Like you can get into a house that's fully remodeled, all of this is done, but it's not what you would do. To would be like, even though it's beautiful, it's like, well, it's not me. Mm-hmm. When you move into a house that has a little bit, it needs a little bit of TLC, it needs a little bit of work, you can make the house your perfect house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a good way to kind of end the show and kind of end, like, your house hunting experience. Like, you can see, Pat, like, wallpaper as much as it sucks, you take it down, you paint the wall, it's a different room. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you can make it, it's, every, like, things that are simple, like, th- you can move walls. That, like, as long as the, ex- like, you can, things that are always able to be changed, you don't have to...
0: There's, like, a almost, like, a special feeling that you get when you walk into a house and you... Kind of like, and my mom described it, and it was just like you walk in and you just know. You're like, you look at it and you see different things and you're like, I can see myself living in this house, fixing it up to look nice if you're in that situation, and making it my own and staying here and being happy. And I think that's something that's been keeping me going through all the woes of, you know, remodeling stuff, is yet when it's done... This house is going to be awesome and we're going to live here for a really long time and we're going to be happy here and we can grow and, you know, change things as we want to. And,
1: And yeah, we've been lucky to have a great support system that's able to help us with this. Like, Liz's, like, whole family has been out to help with, like, yard work on the hottest day of the year we've I had know. so far.
0: My grandparents, who are 82 years old, have come... Um, every single time to come and help us and I could not be more thankful right. and they don't have to that's the thing like we've, nobody we've
1: never asked or like pleaded with them like can you please help us with this like they've offered because they want to help us with our future they want to help like it's it's a. they've been through all this for. they've like it's a few hours of my weekend or it's a day of my weekend I can spend this helping you like, like Liz's grandma was scraping glue, like wallpaper glue off a wall like all day Saturday, and like brought a bag out and like changed it, like because we know we did not want her out here in the outside in the heat, but she didn't just sit around and, like oh I'll just come back later I'll go do this that like she she kicked butt on the house on the inside for some stuff that like it would have taken it would it just helped us out so much and then like her grandpa was outside clipping uh, tree bands that we've cut down and putting them in yard waste bags like everyone was kicking butt and helping put side like stuff that like if it was just Liz and I doing this ourselves it would have been a nightmare.
0: But with the help of people, it's made it a lot easier. Like I don't think we would have been as far as we are in the house if we didn't have like the people right. helping us or we out. Or would
1: have paid a fortune to have people hire that are only in it for the money and not really don't really care about the work. Like these people are doing it knowing that they're investing in our futures and giving us something that we can cherish. And mm-hmm. I think it's been great. Like we've had, like we've had other relatives like give furniture to like help us out like stuff like oh, you don't have to buy a bedroom set for this room. I have a bedroom set. I'm moving. You can have this. You can have the dining room set. And I, it's just been really helpful to have people that are close to us that can help us get on our feet. And then hopefully we can definitely do this again. Like when someone else close to us goes to the same, like we've been through this. We can help you out. We know all of this now. hmm And it's kind of like just passing the buck. It's like going, knowing that you're passing down the goodwill that you've received. And just it keeps the cycle going. And I think that's definitely a great thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been talking for a bit. I'm, I think I'm happy with how this episode turned out. So I will throw back to you guys. Definitely thank you for listening. It's been three episodes. I can see us going through this, and I think by the time we're all done with the house and might move on to the next phase of our lives. So I don't know what the future holds exactly for us, but I think it'll be fun. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this show. And if you have any thoughts or feedback or comments, you can reach to us on Facebook or at uh, Doltings Hard on Facebook and Twitter. We might do an Instagram at some point. I have no idea. I have it for my other show, and I don't really use it. But, yeah, definitely reach out to us. If you want to learn more or you want other comments, we can definitely respond. I'm always on Facebook and stuff. And, yeah.
0: Or even your own questions. Because I know on our pilot episode we had um, a couple of questions that some of the other people on the network wanted answered. So if you ever have any of those, I would love to answer them. And like how we would do certain things be pretty cool
1: so know, like everyone at least even on the net like just people within our network they're all in moving on different stages of life i know there's people that are going to be getting married soon there are people that are married have kids or people that are going to be come step parents there's people that are moving from stage to life moving and all that stuff like we've all going through different things and we're all here to help each other out so yeah if you have questions or things that like oh they did it just a little bit for me do they ha- like i'm want to know this and that we can talk about on the show we can reach out to you directly it's all we're just all just an open community here.
0: And even if it's silly, I'm
1: still willing to. Right. I'm still
0: willing to answer and put my two cents. Right,
1: we've we've asked silly questions. Like,
0: I mean, I don't think there's ever really a silly question. Yeah,
1: when it comes to like, adulting in general, like things like, like I didn't know like half this. I like, I spent a Saturday or a Sunday at Menards not knowing, like, my dad's like, do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, I don't, I. I don't even know what that does. Like, I didn't think I'd have to worry about this stuff. And there's, like, there's always more you can learn, and especially, and there's people who have always done something just a little bit ahead of you that can be like, oh, the best power tool is, like, DeWalt or Milwaukee. Stuff like, I don't know. I see the display. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be nice. Like, there's always people that can help you out who've done this before who can really help you along. So definitely keep that in mind, and definitely check out Other shows on the network, everyone's going through their own thing, so it's definitely good to get all these viewpoints and get all these ideas, and I know Pinterest and YouTube videos have all been kind of helpful, seeing like, oh, they did this, this, this. Like, I got a Nest, which I'm really happy to set up, and I was like looking at videos like, oh, how do I change out my old thermostat? What do I need to do here? It's just, there's always information you can find, and it's really easy to kind of get access to it, so there's people, internet, all that stuff that can really help you out. But I feel like I'm rambling now, so I'm going to end the show so we can go see Incredibles 2 which Liz and I are really excited because to we're, this. Adults. we're adults we're adults go, we're gonna
0: drink beer at the place we're gonna drink <laughs> beer and watch a
1: kids movie that we all were little kids when we saw the first one so definitely come back we'll be back in two weeks with another show so definitely that. I don't. Know what we're gonna talk about then maybe some more remodeling stuff and maybe another topic altogether because in the next couple of episodes we'll both be living at the house and that'll be a, definitely a change of pace so might be that, recording there
0: yeah cause that ain't easy
1: that living together that'll be it that'll be a new one but <laughs> That's it for uh, Adulting Easy this week. I'm Andrew. And I'm Liz. Have a great week.